Good morning, Teach Better family. My name is Katie Miglin, and that is Joshua Stamper. And we are here with your Teach Better Today morning show, where we join you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at 6 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Eastern, and like really early for you. We don't even so early. (laughs) I was gonna say we don't even need to mention that time because most people are still in bed. So wherever you're joining us from, please drop your name and your location and kind of what is exciting you today. And we will be back in just a few seconds. Good morning, Teach Better family. My name is Katie Miglin, and I have the pleasure of being here with Joshua Stamper this morning as we kick off your morning on Teach Better today. Hopefully, you've got something to drink. I am drinking iced coffee, though I feel like we're getting farther and farther away from iced coffee season. I feel like it's still it's starting to get into like warm cup of coffee. But whatever you're drinking, wherever you're at, please drop some comments in the chat. Let us know who you are and where you're from so that we can connect with you. Josh, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Yeah, awesome. Anytime I get to be with you is a fantastic morning. Yes, this is not doesn't happen very often. But I think it's the first for Teach Better Today. I think it is. I think you're right. Yeah, I was with Jeff a few times. I think Ray and yeah, yeah. Okay. I like it. (laughs) Well, uh, we are super excited to be here with you today. It is uh, kind of starting to get fall season, Josh. And I know last fall, you were in a completely different location, but here in Illinois, it is like some days are like 120,000 degrees and some days it's like, I need a sweatshirt. So what is it in Colorado? Yeah, it's pretty much sweatshirt weather i mean you can see i've got multiple layers on it's like in the 50s this morning so i'm loving it i'm used to you know the last 16 years we've been in texas and it's hot well into november so for it to already start to change and cool off in the morning and the evening it's been a lot of fun to go outside build a fire you know have some time to like actually enjoy uh the fall Um, it's it's pretty cool because you're like in texas do they really have any fall weather or is it like just super short it's super short. Yeah, it goes straight from like warm weather. You maybe get like two weeks and then it goes right into, you know, colder winter weather, which winter weather is all relative in Texas. So, I mean, it's like where it is now in Colorado is winter weather. It's like 50s. So, I mean, there's there's not a whole lot of like fall colors on the trees or anything like that. So you don't really get the full experience of the seasons. Yeah, because in Colorado, you probably get like the leaves change. I mean, there's like probably a drastic shift because snow will be coming soon. When does the snow typically fall in Colorado? Um, it will come here soon, but it won't like stay. It'll like flurry and then just melt. So, you know, my kids are super stoked. All of them, all six are like ready for it. They've got their winter gear. I mean, they're ready to go skiing and snowboarding and all that kind of stuff. So we're pretty excited about the winter. Wow. I and I do not share that excitement. 
Uh, thankfully in Illinois, we have not had snow. I'm going to like totally jinx ourselves. So we haven't had snow like really before December in a few years. So again, I'm jinxing ourselves. So those of you in Illinois, I apologize when we get that blizzard in November, but it's luckily kind of shifted, but I like, I I'm with you. I like the fall weather. I like the leaves changing the crunchy, like hikes, you know, all that good stuff. So I'm with you. But if you are somewhere that you don't get the seasons, I know there's people down south and different parts of the country and world that don't have different seasons. Yep. What is the weather like right now? Because typically this is where we would see like a shift in temperature. And this is all I know because I've only ever lived in Illinois. I'm not like you and have traveled the world. <laughs> well, <laughs> I've headed California, Minnesota, Texas, now Colorado. So yeah, I've gotten a full variety of, of weather for sure. Yeah. What has been your favorite place for seasons? Probably Minnesota as far as seasons go. However, the winters get very, very long. But as far as say, like isn't it just scenery, <laughs> yeah, it's like nine months winter. Um, <laughs> but as far as like just beautiful landscape, I mean, you can't beat California with the oceans and the mountains right there. I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous. So yes, we were a little sad to, to leave California. Yes. If you are a person in California and you have a connection and would like Teach Better to come to your school, you can just email me directly at katie at teachbetter.com and I'm happy to show up at your school. However, I did learn, Josh, we talked about this yesterday. I did learn that there are some places in California with the California address that get snow and something about that doesn't feel right. It goes so. away from what most people perceive and that's like southern cal which is like pretty warm year round but yeah when you get into northern california because you got to understand like how long right the city is going north you know it's you know when you get into oregon and washington you know they get pretty crazy winter weather also so yeah if you are in one of those places and you would like any professional development in the winter months you can email chad at teachbetter.com he is happy to come your way as I prefer nice, warm weather. Honestly, I can do like, you know, like 60s, 70s. Like, I'm fine with that. I'm not too picky. Just no snow, please. All right, Josh, we have a really good topic today, and I'm excited to get into. Are you ready to switch over to our team talk? Yeah, I'd love to. I think I know what the topic is, so I'm pretty excited. Okay, let's get into it. Welcome back to Teach Better Today. I'm Katie Miglin and I'm with Joshua Stamper. And we are joining you for your morning show where we are live Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday on all of your social media platforms. And really, this is just an opportunity for us to kickstart your day, kind of start you with something positive, get you some fuel for thought, something to maybe think about as you drive on your way to work. And today we are talking about something that Josh is like, totally an expert on. And I feel like he could just be my life coach. 
But one thing that we hear often um, from educators this time of year is that the honeymoon phase has kind of worn off and that students are starting to feel comfortable. And I was actually just talking, talking to a teacher the other day and she was struggling because students were starting to get comfortable and she felt like she was losing sight of developing the relationships that she wanted. You know, she started off strong. They were doing a lot of stuff that kind of established those relationships. And then as the, you know, as September kind of rolled on, she felt like she was focusing a lot more on discipline than she wanted to. And so Josh, you know that this is like a common theme. I feel like September, October is kind of that spot where we hear a lot more behavior issues. There's a lot more visits maybe down in the office, but when we're talking about like de-escalating conflict, the ultimate goal is that a student is able to stay in the classroom with this, the student's learning environment. But there's a whole lot of like, there's a, there's a big spectrum between like the, the conflict starts and they are no longer able to stay with the rest of the group. So what are some tips and tricks that you can give to teachers or admin or really anyone in the school setting that would help a student kind of de-escalate or you to de-escalate a situation so that you can continue the learning environment in a positive way. Yeah, I think you make a great point, Kitty, about like the first of the year and how relationships are constructed. It feels great. Everyone's excited to see each other at the end of the year. And then as a month goes by, typically things start to break down. And a lot of times the strategies that we use at the beginning of the year, we don't continue throughout the school year. And so uh, what happens is that it, it's all work all the time and the students have a lot going on at home, bring it onto the campus, or maybe it's social media or a breakup with a girlfriend, boyfriend. Like there's a lot of components, right? That uh, get brought into the classroom. So with de-escalation strategies, the main concept that we used to have with our teachers is to make sure that we're still having a productive conversation with them. One that's we are modeling the correct communication strategies. And if you're at a heightened state yourself as a teacher, then maybe, you know, just having that student go into a neighboring classroom or go into the hallway or something just for a, a quick break. We used to do, uh, you know, these, these types of strategies where we had other people that we could call on to come into the classroom to relieve the class so that we can go and have that conversation that's really imperative with that student. And so it was called a push-in. That's what we, we named it. But uh, there's a lot of variations to this. But it, it allowed the teacher to still have a strong relationship with the student. So that way, it wasn't like, go to the office, yeah. and then I'll see you tomorrow. And the kid is angry at the teacher, at the kids in the classroom. Nothing gets solved. And then they come back into that environment and they're extremely angry still. Mm -hmm. And they were like, you know what? The teacher doesn't like me anymore. I don't want to be in that class. I'll go to the counselor, try and get a schedule change. I'll go and get my parents upset so they can come to talk to the administrators to get them out of the class. I mean, like we've all seen this happen. So um, it allows the teacher to have a chance to say, you know what? I value this relationship. It's extremely important. And I want to work this through. And, you know, we may not have common grounds, but at least we can find something where, you know, we can show some love to the, to the student and, and let them understand, like, I'm not giving up on you. You might've had a, an issue, uh, but you know, I'm still here for you even the next day. So Josh, one thing I feel like we hear often is the time, because I'm imagining like I taught 40, like my classes were like 45 minutes. So imagining something happening typically wasn't like a one minute situation, right? It, it kind of started to escalate. Maybe there was like some conflict. 
I, I would try to like kind of deescalate or try to do something, but like we could, we looking at maybe 10 minutes of time has passed where you're like, there's an issue. Now I have to like, I have to deescalate myself, but I also have to work on the student and repair the relationship. So like when you're thinking of like our secondary, you know, students, our secondary population, they're only maybe with a teacher for a short period of time before they have to transition to the next class. So what are your recommendations when that situation is happening? You've got 30 other students in the class that need to be educated or something. Like, how do you make the time work where then they, that student can continue on their day and have a better day versus this like being kind of their, their, their day? Yeah. So we, I don't know if you hear that in the background, but someone's jackhammering in my neighborhood. So I apologize for that. <laughs> I love it. But, welcome to Colorado. But, um, yeah. Welcome to Colorado. So yeah, as far as that goes, what we did was we turned our ISS room into a social emotional learning space. And okay. what the idea was is for the student to have a, an opportunity to de-escalate and then be able to then turn around and go back into the educational environment once they've gotten those strategies, once someone has met with them. Uh, maybe a restorative circle occurs, uh, which is another rabbit hole we, <laughs> we may not have time to go down. But, you know, uh, the main point, though, was with all of those things, like, for instance, if a teacher needed a break um, because they were at a high emotional state, the idea was always to come back with that student prior to the day, the next day, uh, because okay. we want to make sure that um, there's an opportunity for things to be kind of hashed out. Um, and that the relationship was in repair prior to that person, that student coming back into the educational environment. So if it couldn't happen at that time, I mean, we all know crazy things happen. You know, it might happen maybe five minutes left in class. Right. You don't have that opportunity before get switched classes. Um, I mean, there's like a thousand different scenarios. So what right. we wanted to do was to make sure that the student at least had an opportunity to calm down, learn those strategies that were important. So that way they could have a good day moving forward. And I mean, sometimes with kids, I mean, when they're in an escalated state, it does take them 30 to 45 minutes to, mm -hmm. to calm down, to, to even hear what's going on. And um, so we just wanted to make sure that we had a safe space for them to do that with an adult, um, teaching them the strategies moving forward. So that way they can identify the emotions that they have and understand, okay, I am getting to this escalated state. Maybe I need to remove myself from that environment. So that way I'm not getting just to this crazy yeah. state of mind. Well, and so that it's not continuing to escalate and then like the day, you know, then they find themselves in like a tough spot where they're either their day has been impacted, it's impacting other classes, or they find themselves with some pretty harsh consequences. So kind of what I'm hearing you say is like, as a teacher, if this situation happens, kind of setting the, the personal goal of I have to follow up with that student before they either come back to my classroom, if that's possible, you know, by the, like sometime the next day or check in with them before they go home. But because we know, like you said, it could happen right before the class ends or, you know, worst case scenario, it happens like at the end of the day, that student gets on the bus, goes home. You want to make sure you touch base with them. So like kind of before you have eyes on them again in your classroom, setting the goal of checking in with them, talking to them. And then too, I feel like that's good for, it would be good for me to like make the mindset of, okay, I have this much time to get myself like refocused. So I knew that there were people I needed to go to like vent to for a second, kind of be a sounding board. But then that gave me the opportunity to like still have time. So whether that's like putting a post-it note on your desk or doing something to remind yourself, like go find that student. You, If you have a few minutes, it sounds like Josh, you guys had a great admin team that kind of supported that. So if a teacher find themselves like I've got back-to-back -back classes the rest of the day, like tagging someone in to say, hey, can you watch my class for five minutes so that I can go check in with the student? 
So what I think is like interesting and kind of, like you said, there's, there's several rabbit holes we could go down, which, you know, we can totally come back to another day. But if you find yourself in this situation where you've had a, a conflict with a student, make sure you're in the right headspace, following up with the student. But then also, if you feel like there's some systems, maybe not that are in place in your building that maybe needs to be addressed as well. You guys had a calming space for students. I know lots of buildings have some sort of calming space or some procedure to allow a student to deescalate. But then also like, you know, I'm just thinking like administrators get super busy, like the day gets super busy, but just knowing as a teacher, I could have called somebody and said, I just need someone to come in for five minutes. Maybe your admin team is super small. You know, we know sometimes buildings have like just one admin. So it's like, well, who can be that person that you call and say, can you just step in for a few minutes so I can go, you know, address this with this student? Or can I pull this student out if they're still in your room? But just being able to have some of those systems in place. So if you don't have some of those, it's a great opportunity early on the year to kind of evaluate that and say, hey, these are some things that I would like our building to have or our department to have, or, you know, just kind of create that, that partnership with another colleague so that you have those opportunities. I think that's so, so valuable. Yeah. It can't be just all on the teacher. can't all be on the admin. It really is something that is a team effort. And thankfully we had a structure in place and enough people to, to buy into the idea that, you know, there were some things that were lacking on campus and it's not, it just, it doesn't fall just on one person right? It's, Mm -hmm. it's a whole team effort. And so, yeah, if you're feeling alone, I mean, it might be something where you need to go and check in with a couple of people to say, Hey, maybe we just build this as a a grade level team, you know, and, you know, find some like-minded folks that, that want to help out for de-escalation and making sure that the relationship is always intact. And Josh, I assume that you're going to agree with me on this, but be proactive, not reactive. So don't wait for, you know, especially if you just started the school year and maybe you're still living the sweet life of every student is doing exactly what they're supposed to. Maybe think through some of those things, set up some systems so that if there's a conflict, there is a plan for you and your colleagues and your students so that you are being productive in that moment versus in the moment realizing that you don't have some of the things we've discussed. So as you're maybe driving to work this morning, kind of think about some of the things Josh said, make sure that and in those situations, you have a, a space for you to clear your head, deescalate yourself, help the student deescalate, but then also repair that relationship. I think that's super, super helpful. So if you're thinking, hmm, I need to do some work today and kind of figure some things out, make sure that you are proactive. But if you have any follow-up questions as far as what that like actually looks like, Josh, your campus did it, it sounds like pretty dang well. So they can connect with you. 100%. Yep. And if you need anything else with students uh, and building those relationships, obviously this is your morning show where we try to provide you a little bit of insight so that you can start your day. So we hope that you will join us again. But if you are listening on the podcast at any point, make sure you like and give us a five-star review. And if you are joining us in person, in the virtual world. Uh, We hope that you join us again for our next topic. And Josh, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Oh, it's my pleasure, Katie. All right. Thanks, everybody. And we will see you next time. 
Hey, Teach Better community. Thank you so much for joining the Teach Better Today morning show every single weekday at 7 a.m. Eastern. We have so many resources for you outside of this live stream at teachbetter.com, including blogs, podcasts, and professional development that will bring our team to your school. Wherever you are listening from this morning, please make sure you are sharing and celebrating the incredible educators in this world. And hey, if you are listening over on a podcast to Teach Better Talk, we would love a five-star review. (laughs) The comments are always so entertaining. (laughs) We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you.